Stuttered my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Yeah. What's up, what's up, my boy? We all off track, but we back and we live. Who we at today? Yes, Fellas. What's up, what it is, hopefully is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is May the 12th, and the boys all quad, what is it, quadruple? We back. Fucked around and hit a quadruple double. All quadruple double. We back. back. <laughs> you feel me? Man, hey, you know who the only uh, NBA player to do that was? But y'all can't name him. Russell Westbrook. Uh, the big O? Nope. David Robinson. Damn, the Spurs go. I was just about to say that, bro. I was just about to say that. You got a quadruple yeah. double? What was this? What was the stats? Uh, I couldn't tell you that. 10, 10, I think he had double digit blocks, but then, of course, like the assist, rebounds, points, something like that. No, no, no. He had like, he had like double digit turnovers. That was. Nah. Does that don't count that. They don't count that. But it's not a basketball podcast. Anyway, man, how y'all been, man? It's been a minute since we all been. On the show, man. You know what I'm saying? People have feeling lives. great, bro. Finally yeah, got, got these uh these landing spots for these rookies, bro. So have a little more clarity on how we should be viewing them. Um, so you know, and of course, with the NFL draft comes the rookie draft, and we just went through like a plethora of rookie drafts, bro. <laughs> so it's it's been a, it's been a great past words. few days, man. Like it's like it's literally Christmas, bro. Being able to wake up knowing that you have like four or five rookie drafts in one day, bro, and you have first round picks in pretty much all of them, like it's it's it was fun. Plethora is one of my favorite words. Plethora, yeah, you see how I plugged that in? Plethora, I like it. That was yeah. Sometimes I do that. Real ti, sometimes I do that. You do it. (laughs) No, just it's natural, bro. You know. Anyway, but y'all ain't saying how y'all been, though. They ain't saying how y'all been. Everybody ready to pop y'all? Man, shit. Hell, I'm good, bro. Fucking recovering from this goddamn vaccine shit. Yeah, you big vaxxed up. Those, boy, fuck me up, man. Big vaccine. Big vaccine. Big vax, though, baby. Let's go. No more masks. Right? Hey, what you gonna do when you have to re-up? Yes, I don't know if you want to do that. That's so stupid. Why? All right. When you have to get that big vax again, too. Hey, truth be told, man. I don't know if I'm getting another one, bro. I was, yeah. That, that second go. one fucked me up, bro. Anyway, man, uh, you know what I'm saying? How have you been, been, Gabe? Shit, you know, I've been cooling it back in the city. We are, me and Javar talked about how I've been, so it's really just a Are you, are you ready? To yeah, bro, I'm ready to pod, bro. I'm hey, always ready to pod, pod, bro. Bro, let's do this shit. All right, man. First, let's give a, a special shout out to all the... Um, the victims, you know what I'm saying? Since the last time we potted, it's still like it's one every other day. You know what I mean? And it's just really sick that, you know what I'm thinking? We thought we was over it. We thought we was at a ne- another stage in life, you know what I'm saying? But just to get reminded that, boom, you know what I'm saying? It's a crime to be black in America. So I want to give a special shout out to all the victims of, since the last time we gave a shout out to all of them. And a special shout out to all their family members. And we're going to give y'all an eight second moment of silence. And we back, and we back. Let's All right, man, back, back, back to what the people here for, man. Back to the hot fantasy takes, what it is, what it ain't. Um, 
What are we gonna start off with? Oh, it's been a minute since we did this, bro. Was the news and notes right? Yeah. They, <laughs> hey, quick question. Quick question. News got now. Hey, y'all. Quick question, man. Hey, what is your definition of a reach and a steal when it comes to the rookie draft? Well, Jamar drafting Kyle Pitts number two. That's well, a reach. That, was, that wasn't a reach. It's, it's, that wasn't a, a reach. it's not a super flex league. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it's a reach. Super flex. Uh, <laughs> but what I consider a reach is like, I mean, taking somebody like around, like in a rookie draft, it would be like a round before, maybe, or okay. maybe not even. A, well, it depends. Yeah, it's all in in context of what you're talking about. Like in a startup draft, maybe it's like a round or two before there was really supposed to be going, like where the ADP where you could have got them at. Mm-hmm. Um, in rookie drafts, I would say. I mean, that's context dependent too. Like, if you're taking Michael Carter in the first round of a super flex league, then I would consider that a reach. So, <laughs> right, hey, who did that laugh, bro? Who, who did that? It's all it's all context. Somebody laugh. That was funny. <laughs> but yeah, Javon, I didn't think that was a reach of getting Kyle Pitts one on two. I just think when Jamar Chase is out there and you have Kittle also, then I think Chase would have been the pick there. I mean, but we got like three flex spots, and so trying, you know, trying to do a two two tight end set. In fantasy. I mean, yeah. but I'm saying <laughs> we have, we have he will be able to trade spots. one of these tight ends in the future, though. That too, but we have three flex spots, it, and then you know, if he Pitts might get the same amount of touches as Chase. Throw it out, Troy. Pitts get rope. one point versus. Um, Chase get 0. 0.5 of a point for that catch. So I get Pitts. It, you know, they might get the same amount of targets. So it all adds up that Pitts would get more points. That's why I went Chase. Hey, he better be uh, the generational talent that we all that you think he is. I got some stats to come up, but we'll get to it, man. Let's get to some of the news and notes since the last time we potted. Uh, it ain't really been too much in the spin cycle, man. The Aaron Rodgers debacle, man. How y'all feel about Aaron Rodgers? Los, you ain't been here. So how you feel about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, that would be. I mean, if he it's looking like he's about to leave. It's looking like he's he's pretty much out of there, bro. So better yet, how you feel about depends. Devontae Adams? I think he's definitely good. not he's definitely not the clear cut wide receiver one, dynasty wide receiver one that he was with Aaron Rodgers. I think he still has value, bro, but it's just it's a lot of unknown with Jordan Love as the Will be you going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love? I don't. I think I would be a little uncomfortable with that if I had uh, Devontae Adams. As bro, they that. uncomfortable with it, bro. They not even happy to have him on their team. They ain't even Who? like you. You haven't heard nobody say. Oh, you talking, you talking from the Love. Packers organization? Yes, but you haven't heard nobody say man <laughs> shit, man. Jordan Love. I mean, we straight, bro. We seen him in practice, man. You showed a lot of good signs. Nobody has said that. Everybody like, God damn. They, I mean, they literally just came out with a report saying that he still has a ways to go. <laughs> like, that's not the report you want to be seeing. With Aaron Rodgers, might not, you know, have a possibility of Aaron Rodgers might not be in there. So, but I don't know why I didn't start with this, man. But I should have probably started with this with the news, man. Probably one of the most greatest signings of all times in the NFL. The Jaguars signed the God of. The God's gift to football, other than Julio, Tim Tebow. Next, (laughs) (laughs) so so weird. It's like, bro, what? What do you mean he's a tight end now? Like, like, bro, you've been a quarterback your whole life, bro. How do you know? Who is this, bro? Can you even catch? (laughs) You know they real. You know they probably cool as hell too. They want championship together and shit. Like, hey, bro, bro, let me just be out there real quick, bro. I just want, I just want to be out there for a couple games, bro. Hey, right. hey, Timmy, not, you still want to play football? Come on, Timmy. I, got I ain't going to lie, bro. It's kind of 
that kind of scare me going forward with Urban Myers, man. If he's going willing to give up one of his 53 man like roster like spots for Tim Tebow, like when you well, can bring in the he's still gotta make the team. I told I told Monago he wasn't gonna make where, the team. He's making some very questionable moves right now, bro. Like this is one you want to draft a running back number one or in the first round when you have uh, running back that just put up a thousand yards last year, like right. he broke the straight stud last year. Yeah, he broke a record, like, bro. Pick... Yeah, so it's just he's definitely you know all eyes gonna be on Jacksonville, bro. They've been making a lot of moves with Trevor Lawrence and Urban a little Meyer Chip Kelly so. going on. It's a little Chip Kelly yeah, going I'm on. Definitely getting those vibes. Definitely getting those vibes, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. The Colts signed um the number one overall. Free agent left tackle in the game. Uh, that's just something to boost the uh, Carson Wentz right there. Rich get richer. Um, second round overall pick. Um, carry on, carry on. Man, he don't even got no song no more. He just your he boy. Just, he just KJ. He out there feeling. Yeah, he an- another 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 boy that's on um on on the thing. No one he cares for Duval. He Duval. I like Duval. I like for fantasy purposes right now. Looking, I don't know. We just Trevor talked Lawrence. about how Urban Myers. Yeah, Trevor I know Lawrence. it's still Trevor Lawrence though. So that still... is true. Um, I don't really see any other news. Brian Hoss, Brian Hill signed to the Titans. Who cares? Uh, Ain't nothing special happening. All right, man. Shit. Oh, oh. Uh, Sony. They talking about Sony Michelle might not make the team. Well, surprising. I heard him and Harris were splitting touches, but if Harris gonna be that guy, I need it. Hey, yeah. I would say Harris look out for that running back, bro. Look out yeah, for that's that my Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, man. He's him and also JJ Taylor from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't run the ball like a motherfucker, bro. They got James White. I was thinking, about I was looking at JJ Taylor like, damn, should I oh. drop him? I'm like, he could be the Rex Burkhead and get his couple weeks. I'm gonna keep him. <laughs> Is James White there? I thought James White was in my. He resigned. He I think he'd be signed there. He did. Oh, that's a lot of running backs, bro. Oh my god. What a producer. Yeah. It like it like Philly got all these running backs. Everybody's stacking up on running backs. Running running Tampa, backs. Bay. Right. Tampa Bay got all these running backs. But I said it in the episode with me and Javar, uh last episode. Bro, it's 18 games. Oh yeah. Whole, that's like no. bro, that 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 changes everything. It fucks up projections. I think no, it's what like, 17 games. It's 18 weeks. 18, 18, 18 weeks. weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. My bad. And he's playing another games. game. So yeah, it's a whole other game. Yeah. That's crazy. It's gonna fuck up, yeah. All the projections. Like we can't say, like, oh, he's a thousand yard receiver in the world, because that really ain't probably gonna be saying nothing. Yeah. Like twelve hundred yards might be the baseline now instead of a thousand. Or like I was telling Jabbar, they might um start like doing rest days like they do in the NBA, shit like that. Rest the game. That would be crazy. Nah, nah, yeah, just, let us know. Just, just let me know, up. man. That's what they surprise. It'll be more. That's how it's gonna happen to fantasy. Like they're not gonna let us know, and there's gonna be like, um, uh, who who was that that did it? Uh, no. So so you remember throughout the season where you will just be watching the Falcons game, and Julio would just be sitting there on the sideline where I'd be like third and five and some shit. That's what's mm. gonna happen in the league now. It's just gonna be like, all right, bro. You just take this playoff. You this gonna they're gonna be like, we want you to play this amount of number of snaps per game. And once you get to your little, you know, you know, with all this technology, they'll be able to coordinate and keep up with it. Like, bro, you don't play 40, you're 65, bro. We only in the third quarter. I need you to sit out. You know, some I they feel like put them boys on a pitch count. Like that. Right, right. 
That's crazy <laughs> though. That's right. gross. Like for fantasy right. owners, that's gross. You, oh, you don't ran three thousand uh feet today. Don't go on the rest of them right there. You know your toe. So we went through a COVID year though, bro, where motherfuckers literally weren't playing certain weeks. So if we went through that and came out okay, bro, I think we'll be okay, bro. <laughs> like hey, you just gotta evolve, man. Gotta evolve, gotta keep on going. That was wild last year. Like, we don't talk about that enough. Like, it was literally yeah. multiple games where <laughs> your players just wasn't gonna play that week. It was like, wow, like, I really need it's to pretty gross when you think I about don't it. Have that's, probably Henry. <laughs> that's, probably why, that's probably why I didn't fucking um re- repeat as a champion. Real for real. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh how y'all feeling about the Jake Little subjective? I don't know, but that shit was dope, bro. I ain't I'm heard it yet. That. I ain't heard it yet. What? Hey, you rushed me. I was trying to. I've been at work all day. I was trying to listen to it in the car. The shit came out crazy. Friday, hey, motherfucker. No, the freestyle that just came out. The LA League. Oh, 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 oh! Look at okay. that. See, you ain't even here. Oh, you ain't hear that? I heard that. Motherfuckers want to rush me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, you see why I was surprised though, because he spit a little bit on there. You know what I'm saying? And then you know at the beginning he probably wrote a little bit of that, but you you could tell by halfway through he really started freestyling, going off the dome. So you know I give him a little props. But I'm a J Cole. I'm a J Cole fan. Anyway, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, this album is about to be sick, bro. I think he's in a he in another another zone right now, bro. I'm in another zone. I'm in another mode. Yeah, All right, but shit, man. Let's get into what the people really here for, man. You know what I'm saying? We gave them our hip hop takes. Welcome to the uh oh. We don't went out and Carlos done left the show. Anyway, but let's Javar, man. Me and you get into it. Let's go. <laughs> uh Carlos ain't trying to work. Oh, there you go. Oh, bro, there you go. See, I told you, you don't want to, y'all call me David Ruffin. Look at this big ass jug of water on screen, bro. Can I drink some water, please? Because <laughs> 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 y'all gonna talk shit if I got this big ass jug of water trying to drink this shit on camera, bro. So let me drink my water. Thursday, little boy. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> oh, who left? Where you going, Carlos? <laughs> Come back, bro. Was, but that shit was so damn. abrupt. There's that. I said, damn, but I better lost sitting there, bro. Let's get into it, man. So today episode, man, we, we finally back, man. We're going to be consistent like I promised y'all last episode, man. We get into some of the dynasty takes. We get into some of the after draft uh, effects to different teams. You know what I'm saying? We're going to start in the NFC South. Of course, why, why not start where the Super Bowl champions next year going to be? And if you don't know, Javar, go ahead and tell them who the Super Bowl champions going to be. The motherfucking... Atlanta Falcons hate timeout. There we go. I thought you was going to say something crazy like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I was thinking. I ain't going to flex, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What, bro? Being objective, bro. That's what you want. We're not talking fantasy. We're not not talking fantasy. If I'm not being a fan, well, you are. Well, y'all know damn well I'm damn bad. You're not an NFL analyst. I can't wait to get my heart broken again this year. I can't wait. We got Cal <laughs> Pitts, awesome. a generational talent. This is gonna be amazing. I mean, it's gonna be a mix, but after reading up um about uh Buccaneers and what they got going on on offense with that top defense, it's they scary. All twenty-two yeah. starters. We gonna get into it though. Scary. We gonna get into it. Let's just right, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, man, I, I don't know if where y'all want to start at, man. But since we in the NFC South, y'all want to say the best for last, or we got to start start the best. Don't first? matter. Cause I, I got them written up first, cause that's just how 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 that was for him. So we are gonna start. With, we are gonna take it down to the dirty south, or keep it here in the dirty south. Um, dirty, the dirty. Atlanta Falcons last year, what we was four and eleven, something yep. stupid. Um, 
we'll start with the quarterback position. It didn't change. Matt Ryan signed uh, or they did a contract extension some, of some sort. Uh, so he'll be the quarterback going forward, probably for the next two years. Uh, he was graded yeah. at 83 by PFF. He finished number 12 in half PPR leagues. Uh, first in passing attempts with 626. Fourth in passing yards with 4,581. Twelfth in passing t- touchdowns with 26, but tied for ninth in interceptions. Um, how y'all feel about Matt Ryan going forward this year? Think he'll be that for you know fantasy wise we're talking. I think he'll be that just that dependable QB two that you can roll with. I am kind of worried. I mentioned this um, when I was watching y'all last stream. Um, y'all talked about the Falcons was he's get it's a new coaching staff now. So and th- our history has shown that he his numbers kind of take a hit when he's learning that playbook that first year. So I don't know if that's going to affect him that much. He's a little older now. He's more experienced. He might be able to grasp it a little, grasp it a little quicker. But that's just something to keep in mind. So where I wouldn't consider like ranking him as a QB one, but a dependable QB two in Superflex. Wow. How do you feel, Jabbar? I'm a, I'm a, I'm more bullish when they kind of talk about uh, Matt Ryan and his offense. Uh, come last year, looking what Arthur Smith did with Tennessee with uh, less stars, and he's coming to Atlanta, and he got all these studs around him. And um, last year, Atlanta was fifth in plays in offense, fifth in yards, um, fifth in, uh, fourth in pass attempts, seven in pass completions. They was just not efficient in the red zone. That was their most uh, major problem. And uh, now we bring in the new guy, Pitts. And that's only going to add to the problem, help out the problem in the red zone. So Matt Ryan is going to be more efficient in the red zone. And if people is going to say there's going to be um, a top fantasy offense, how can you say Calvin Ridley, Julio, and Pitts is going to get all these stats and Matt Ryan is going to be a quarterback too. Matt Ryan is a bona fide quarterback one. He's going to be fighting and up there. With, with this explosive offense, he's a quarterback one, bro. You cannot deny it. And uh, he's a much better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. And look what he did with Ryan Tannehill in such that short of a frame system and just bring it in with this offense. This guy's the limit for Matt Ryan for the next few years. As long as he's starting for the Atlanta Falcons with these uh, people, he's going to be quarterback one. Last year, Arthur Smith ran a play action 36% of the time on uh, 169 of Ryan Tannehill's dropbacks. Uh, that's where 1,600 of his yards came from and 12 of his touchdowns. Last year, Matt Ryan ran 25% um, play action plays uh, with 168 attempts with 117 completions and only nine touchdowns with three interceptions. So a big part of this offense is going to be predicted off of the of the play action. And since we didn't sign a running back, how do y'all feel about Mike Davis going forward? Love Mike Davis as a value this year. Um, like, cause like you said, there's no competition back there. I, we were one of the teams where people were expecting to draft one of those top three running backs. I kind of knew it, it wasn't going to happen because all the holes that we did have. And um, I, like, I was trying to get Mike Davis. I let him slip through the cracks in one league, but um, once he went to the Falcons, I was trying to get him everywhere. Um, cause like you say, he's going to be a value, bro. He's, I would say he's the biggest riser for this team after the draft. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's safe to say he'll be around a um, wide receiver. I mean, a wide receiver. <laughs> a running back two range, you know, 
the later half of it. Um, that's that's what that I think it's safe to say, especially with this offense that's going to be in the red zone. He's going to get his opportunities, but he may start off hot as a running back one, and that's when you should sell him if he starts off hot. But other than that, he's going to finish the year as a running back two. Yeah, that's the biggest like, question. That's the biggest question for him is can he handle the workload, bro? Because we've seen him with the workload and we've seen him kind of like tail off towards the end of the year with that workload. So if they can manage some touches and like make sure he's more, you know, keeps that efficiency as the year goes on. Um, so he could definitely so, be top 15. But so yeah, one I thing I did notice when I was looking. So one thing I did notice when I was looking at the stats, not to cut you off, um, we. Three through sixteen. That was those were the weeks that CMC was hurt, and he played fifty percent of the snaps, and he was RB seven. So one thing I did look at was he was third in targets and third in catches, um, but he only had two hundred and ninety nine yards. So in half PPR leagues, just him catching the ball that many that many times that efficiently drove his stock up uh, or drove his points up. Uh, his average depth of target was negative point zero eight three. That was fifty third in the NFL, and he only had seven. Uh, yards after the catch uh, that was 37th in the NFL. So I feel like a lot of his stats were like um, volume driven for sure. Uh, he had 41 red zone carries. He has turned six of those into touchdowns. Five of those touchdowns came inside the five yard line. So the only thing that I did see that like probably like popped out to me that that says Mike Davis is going to like continue being good because I don't believe in Mike Davis as, as many as y'all would. And I'm trying to sell him as high as I can actually. Um, he did have a 86, 86 overall elusive rating. That was third in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't even mention his breakaway percentage. So, but what do you? So what do you think he finishes as? If he uh, goes I'm, in as the clear cut running back, um, starting running back on our squad, what do you think he finishes uh, as? Probably like from twenty six. Probably like running back three, bro. I think he finishes. So a running back that's getting all the touches in a high scoring offense. We just seen Ty Gurley, bro. We just seen Ty Gurley broke down. The year before that, the year before, the year before that, Ty Gurley can barely go walk to. Ty Gurley, I'm saying the year before, he was the Falcons running back. The Falcons, Devontae Freeman. Right. And he did not break down too. What is, what is Devontae Freeman doing now? So what do you? So if Mike Mike Davis has showed y'all that he's gonna break down. Already, why do you don't think he will now? With, because with he got too many touches. Game. I think I think he got too much touches. I think they could keep him around that fourteen to sixteen touch range, and maybe he can sustain that what he was doing in the beginning of the year. He was the RB four when he first took he, over he, that he, for weeks two to six. He was the RB four, averaging seventeen half PPR points a game. So like he like he's shown that he can like produce when you give him the volume, but he might not be able to handle the full workload. So. You just gotta be smart with it, but I think it's gonna be hard for anybody to finish because even Todd Gurley, when he was his points per game was RB three because he was getting so many scoring opportunities, bro. He was so washed, still producing because of the scoring opportunity. Now we have a running back that's a little younger than Todd Gurley that hasn't been used out his whole career, so he's fresher. Like I, I think definitely high end RB two. I would say, bro, like top twenty is his floor. I feel like I think that's his ceiling. Yeah, it's selling yeah, yeah. sure. RB4. <laughs> Shit. I don't think now. I don't see think what he now, did, man. though, bro. Yeah. I don't see, think now. Bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up how many um volume uh, volume is king, bro. I'm trying to look at how many for the longest. Hold on, let me get this stats of how many touches he had. One second. Hold on. 
Bruh. I'm talking about how many uh, rushing attempts they had. You keep talking. I kind of wanted to go back to what Javar was saying, too, of how Matt Ryan could not finish as a QB1. Like, he doesn't rush the ball. So that's that's one thing that, that's going to get him as finished as a QB1. So even if he was entrenched in the offense already and fucking, like, is MVP caliber year, bro, like, he still is a possibility he can't finish as a QB1. And then you add the fact that it's a new offensive coordinator and we've seen him like struggle with new offensive coordinators in the past. Like I think that's a pr- pretty two two pretty good reasons why he can't finish as a QB one. I ain't saying it's not possible. I just I'm just, I just saying like, how I'm ranking them, how I'm viewing them. Mike Davis had like 165 I, attempts, but I just don't see that it. Was 13, that was 13th. Mentioned that was 13th. That wasn't right. even among the highest of rushing attempts during that span with CMC. And he was still running back still broke down. And he was because still of the passing attempts, because of the passing attempts that he had. If we have three top tier passing uh, pass catching options, Mike Davis is not going to get all the he, targets that he got in the CMC type target. Right, but he didn't really some of that could be balanced out by more scoring opportunities that he had in Carolina. He, and he had six touchdowns. He had he had six touchdowns. He didn't really do much in the passing department. He, he probably got he had the, the, the he didn't have a lot of targets. He did have he a had lot, a lot of, of targets. That's a lot of targets. I think he's going to get not as many targets. He's still going to be used in the passing game, but he's also going to have more scoring opportunities. So that can. I think the scoring opportunities is what is what he's going to have to bank on. And and we always say, man, you can't depend on touchdowns. And I don't. That's that's the. But you can't depend on scoring opportunities and knowing that touchdowns comes from a higher amount of scoring opportunities. That's the only way Ty Gurley can compete with anybody last year was his scoring opportunities. And he fell off too. And that's a fact. And then also, um, or did he? And that's a fact. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this nigga. I mean, he the greatest person since sliced bread. But all I'm saying is, bro, got some skill. He's usable, and with this offense, he's not asked to do too much, bro. He's going to get some one on one opportunities because they're not going to be able to stack the box. It's just illogical. And then that's even with Matt Ryan. He got all these tools. They were high efficient offense last year, and they add in the unicorn, at, as in pits. You know, it's only it, it's only going to go up. So I feel, you know. I, I feel like they're going to have to bring somebody else in to just to help with that. But I don't know who it's going to be, or maybe we get maybe like I said last podcast, the Falcons finally got one of those undrafted fear agents that's amazing, and he goes on to do great things for us. But we never uh-huh. know. How about uh, this, Carlos? Uh, Matt Ryan to have like a Tom Brady type league year. It'll be a little shaky in the beginning, but he gonna get it on I'm point. Really what, and and Tom it? Brady finished up there. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't saying it gonna be top five. I feel like a top well, eight ish. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it ain't possible. That he can't finish as a QB one. I'm just I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as a QB one for me. Like I wouldn't want him as my first quarterback in the Superflex. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would want him as my second quarterback for sure. Uh, going to, going on to the to the prolific pass catchers, like I mentioned before, uh, Calvin really finished fourth in half PPR leagues last year. Pretty much nothing you can say about him. He's great. Um, ninety targets. I mean, ninety catches, seventh in targets. Whatever, whatever. Uh, he was first. Another stat that I did see that I did like. He was first in targets with twenty plus yards uh, with thirty six. So a lot of people say Matt Ryan doesn't throw the ball down the field, but. Uh, Calvin really was first in um, targets. I think he just doesn't throw the ball downfield to Julio. That's the problem. He he throws it downfield to Julio. He just underthrows it. 
Anybody yeah. else that throw it on cue, they can just run in and catch and be like, bye bye, I'm gone. But Julio, he like Julio, I'm making harder. Julio do be having some weird ass drops though at random ass time. Mm-hmm. So they both have ball, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Julio's be more magnified too, because he'd be like wide open. <laughs> bro, why did you drop that, bro? We bro, just like, lost you drop that shit in the end zone by yourself. You know Matt Ryan is horrible. You know he's you're not, not going to get many opportunities for that. <laughs> like, come, come on, on bro. But, I mean, I, I think it's you know everybody got these receiving core. Besides Pitts, I feel like his draft stock is going to be more volatile. But I feel like everybody's going to draft Calvin Ridley at his uh, decent and right spot in redraft and dynasty. But when it comes to Julio, you know it's going to be more people that believe in him and more people that don't believe. You know, because just see what AJ Green happened. AJ Green, you know, it's not that drastic, but you know, yeah, like everybody home league, AJ home Green and then, home leagues. Julio's probably still going before it, really, depending on your it. home league. And your home league, bro, it's a lot of it's a lot of dinosaurs, bro. Nah, they, 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 everybody know about really right now. Everybody know if yeah. if people know about Chris Godwin, everybody know about Calvin Ridley. But yeah. also, also though, it's been rumors about Julio. Not being with the team, so that factor alone is gonna like you know push players up, push players down. Like like Kyle Pitts is somebody, for example, who I think hit, what he does this year, bro, is is gonna be determined by if Julio's there or not, bro. Oh, these are never there though. Julio always like don't come till training camp. Like I feel like no, I'm talking about every- when he's at when the season actually starts. Like if Julio's with another oh. team, bro. Like and oh Kyle no no no. Listen, wait, wait wait wait. Hey, I don't know if you know, but we said we're not even talking about that here. On- uh, well, I'm just bringing it up, bro. Like because that's, well, how, it's, that's like, well, let's not let's not because you know how we talked about putting in the atmosphere, where the power. Let's get on to like Julio. You know what I'm saying? Like we just be talking about him. He finished. Right, so, he finished fifty second. Hold on. Let me let me introduce you, boy. He finished okay. 52nd um, in half PPR. That's pretty much worst of all time. But, like, we know he missed a lot of games. In the games that he did play week one, two, six through nine, 11, and 13, he was a wide receiver four. If we would just take those weeks and make those weeks the season, he was top 10 in targets and receptions, second in yards, and uh, three games over 100 yards during that span. He only had three touchdowns. That was half of what he had in 2019. So he was on the track to, like, uh, what we call it touchdown regression or whatever. yeah positive touchdown regression. Regression. positive positive touchdown regression he has 16 targets in the red zone nine of them came in the end zone he caught two touchdowns from that so it wasn't like he was sorry before he got injured i think he just got injured and we were sorry and right. I'm, I'm making short and quick because we got a lot of teams to go to how y'all feel about julio you draft in julio cat uh uh damn i can't even think of my boy out there Great the chargers Allen, you know, Allen, Allen Robinson, because I think this around where he'll be going. Allen Robinson, maybe even a, a Sutton from Denver. Like, you know, who, who, don't name too many names, bro. Yeah, you're getting crazy. All right, just the first three. That's cool. No, first three. Are we talking dynasty or redraft? With dynasty, we straight dynasty. Oh, dynasty. Allen Robinson, number one. Uh, Keenan Allen, number two. Julio, then Carlin Sutton. I might even go Carlin yeah. Sutton before him. And redraft, I'm fine with going with maybe Allen Robinson, even Keenan Allen. I might do Julio before Keenan Allen. But in redraft, I'd be fine with Allen Robinson before Julio. That's about Let it. Let me see how close I was to my rankings. So I have Allen oh. Robinson, 
Keenan Allen. I wow, I have Corlin Sutton one spot ahead of Julio. So it's real close to me right there. 21. I, I have Corlin Sutton 21 and Julio 22. I could be biased, but I ain't going. You're not going you going Julio over Corlin Sutton? Yeah, for sure. And I'm going I mean, Julio. That's, I'm going that's Julio. the same tier. That's the same tier. So you really like if you got a lot of young receivers, like and then you're picking right there, then maybe go Julio. If you have a lot of yeah. you know the older players, like not older, but like the Devontae Adams, and then DeAndre Hopkins, maybe you go Corlin Sutton there. So I got another close for you guys there. too, though. So if you are a person who has Julio, what are you doing right now? Are you are you oh, trying man. to hold till he plays and he had that seventeen point back to back game, and then you try to sell him? Or are you trying to sell them now? If you're contending, then I don't think you need to do anything. Okay. If you're rebuilding, then I think that um, you need to not do anything now because you're not going to get a first for now. Mm-hmm. And you, and I think a second is probably still too low for a Julio. Right. So you probably need to wait till about the middle of the season. Okay. And hopefully he's still healthy at that time, bro. And then you that's when you try to make the trades for the contending teams because that will be more likely to give you a first-round pick for that stud, that agent stud. Like, I gave up a first for Adam Thielen last year. You know what I mean? I got like, a – So, right. yeah, you get a, you got you got Nick Chubb. Got a first and Ken Drake for uh, Julio in one league. Did you get Nick Chubb? In, that was in, another in league. league. Yeah. That so was like, another league. I don't understand why that would even be a good trade to begin with anyway, but – the fact is that you caught an owner desperate <laughs> when you know the playoffs were about to approach. So that's what that's what I would advise people to do that has to right now. Uh my running backs are so sick over there. It happened overnight too. It's crazy. Who, but anyway, not better than yes. mine. But see, 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 <laughs> the good thing about it though, when Gabe is in your league, he's gonna trade into like a monster backfield or a monster wide receiving core. But a month later, he's gonna trade out of that monster wide receiving core. Boy. <laughs> We used to we used to think Tonyo was the motherfucker that self-destructed his team all the time, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I think we have a lot of evidence to say that. that I like to be good, bro. I like sure. to be good. I like the challenge. I like you got to make sure, boy. You got if you catch game at the right time, boy. You, yeah, for sure. You got to catch boy. me at the right time, though. Woo! Catch me in the morning <laughs> or, that, or if you catch me or if you catch me about a falcon too. You play play too. Yeah. All right, so so yeah, bro, let, let me get on, that on another time. Just let me get to uh it. let me get let's 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 get through this man. We're going too slow. Paul. All right, so so before let you move on, matter of right. fact, go ahead, go ahead. Uh Kyle Pitts, man. Uh we don't have much about him. Of course, he was the number four overall pick. Hayden Hurst last year last year had 85 targets, uh finished as a top 10 tight end. Only Robert Tunyon, who finished third, had less than 60 targets. He finished with 11 touchdowns. That was the reason why he finished such a big of a year. So we said on the last podcast, we ranked where we think Kyle Pitts is going to finish. I said since we drafted him so high, he's this generational talent, the, the t- tight end that never got drafted, the only tight end that ever got drafted in the top whatever, top five, blah, 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 blah. He has to be like a legendary tight end. I feel like he has to finish top five for he, him to be like acceptable. And I feel like – um you know, Carlos mentioned that he's a rookie and he can't do that. So I went and looked up who was the only rookie to ever do that. Um, Evan Ingram did it. He had 108 catches. He caught 64 of them for 722 yards and six touchdowns. And Javar keeps mentioning that he's going to be the, the red zone uh, factor. And so I feel like it's possible for him to finish top five, and I'm stamping on that. I mean, it is definitely possible. Uh, definitely. Like, go ahead. 
especially when you add in the vacated targets with the uh, FC playing slot and tight end between Hurst and Russell Gage last year, the tight end and slot player, it's 198 targets vacated. And, and you know, pre- and, and just thinking that the defense got a little bit better, but not enough, they're going to be passing the ball that same number amount of times, you know, it's, it's, I, it, it, I'm not against anybody to say that he could be top five. I just feel more safe just going on and sliding him in at that seven because we we don't we don't know how's you know how's he going to read the game and going to understand it and move and transition already. But just he he got to do the minimum, just occupy the middle of the field basically. And and we and we just all know with Matt Ryan, when he has a good tight end, he targets him no matter who. If he has a good tight end that can get open, he's going to target you. And if Pitts can do that, sky's the limit, bro. It fuck a top five, top three. But I'm just safe with seven. How many targets do you think he get, Carlos? With Julio or without Julio? With you know, Julio. Imagine Julio playing if we get we don't predict injuries. So if Julio playing the full if Julio's games, playing, then I think he gets around that the same thing that that Hayden Hurst, maybe add like 10 more to that, maybe or in a 90-ish, 90-ish range. Um What's the magic so, number yeah, for tight ends? And, that we and, always and, say. But again, like I said, so he, it's definitely possible that he could finish top five, bro. He is that talented, bro. Like he is literally a receiver in a tight end's body. But I'm just not going to argue with history right there. I think I would be setting my expectations a little too high if I'm expecting him to finish as a top five tight end in year one, because the only tight end to ever do that, which Gabe just mentioned. His star receiver went down in like week four, bro. So he in. was the in. only tight end. end, huh? Gronk did it too. Gronk did it too. Okay, well then Gronk is uh, another anomaly. Anomaly. Oh, so. He's supposed to be an anomaly. Anomaly. But right. he also player. has other anomalies with him, bro. Julio's right. anomaly too, my name, my guy. Yeah, really? Is one. You know what <laughs> <laughs> my guy. Shit. So, <laughs> my guy. I'm not. I'm not going to put that. I'm not going to put that pressure on, bro. I think that in time, in due time, he will be a top. Three top two tight end, number one tight end, maybe, bro. The sky's the limit for him. Just but I'm not gonna argue with history right here, and I think he will be a decent tight end this year because you know, top seven, top eight tight end really ain't right. saying that. But so, I think he would be a decent tight end this year. Just look at like what the Bucks did. They whole situation, you know, they're gonna have somebody's gonna be a wide receiver one, somebody's gonna be a wide receiver two, to maybe a little three ish, but most likely two, and you know, include the tight end. He's gonna be around a little, you know. Tight end one, you know, so that's what I, I I think it's safe to say with this football team, everybody is you want a piece of this football team, no matter if it's the tight end to the wide receiver to the running back to quarterback, according to where they ADP is and your need, you wouldn't mind having them on your team because it's going to be a high flying offense and it's going to be points to be had, you know, for this uh Team, so I'm excited about drafting these guys and having these guys on my foot on my uh, fantasy squad. A couple college stats for Kyle Pitts before we get off of the Falcons. I think like we spend a lot of time on the Falcons, but as expected, as expected. Uh, Kyle Pitts last year had 770 yards, uh, 409 snaps, 261 unplayed on the line of scrimmage, 79 played in the in the slot position, uh, catching uh, 43 of his 65 targets. So he was a monster. Right. Well, who's I'm going to say only 770 yards. Like, it's crazy. Who's, who's the quarterback? Huh? Who's Cal, uh, Cal Trask. Oh, okay. he, was, he was pretty good. He was a Heisman candidate. 
<laughs> right. What? All right. He was. Anyway, man, let's get let's get off the Falcons, man. We already had a Falcon podcast, man. It's not a Falcon podcast, but we spent too much on them. So let's get to the next team. I got um on my board. I got the Carolina Panthers, man. New quarterback Sam Darnold Ooh, coming. Spike. I didn't even I didn't even bother like writing stats. I couldn't even get that shit out. I didn't even bother writing stats about him because you know what I'm saying we're gonna wipe the Adam Gase slate clean. Uh-huh. How do y'all feel about Sam Darnold? I feel like I'm kind of on the bandwagon, but I don't know if that's because he's on one of my teams or what. So, Lowe's, how you feel about Sam Darnold? I think that he is a hold slash sell. Mm-hmm. I think he's a hold because, like you said, we he was with Adam Gase. Like, so it's, it's just hard to judge anybody that's been with Adam Gase for their whole career because we've seen multiple players – be with Adam Gase and then go to another team and prosper. So, I mean, for what we have now, I like, like you, like you said, you didn't look at the stats. I did take a little gander <laughs> at the stats and just a few like Bridgewater. Like I was like, is Darnold an upgrade? Bridgewater had a higher passer grade, big time throw percentage, and a lower turnover worthy play percentage than Darnold. So he was worse in all those plays, which you know those stats kind of separate the player from you know the coach, but. At the same time, like you said, I'm not judging it based because of Gates. So I think he's a sell slash hold. Like if you could get somebody that's hype about him that'll give you a first round pick for Darnold, I'm doing that. But I'm fine holding him also. Man, at this point, how I feel on Darnold. If you got him, I'm, I'm hype. If you know, if you got him, you hold him on your team because you feel like you had a lost com- commodity. <laughs> But now that he's on the Panthers, I'm, I'm more hype about Sam Donald. I like where he's at. He, he got a nice little explosive arm and release, and he got a decent team to work oh, with. I, I, I don't think that you know. I don't think he was that guy to where he, he was drafted at. But I think he's a decent quarterback that can go, that can do more with this team than Teddy could have. Only because Teddy didn't really push the ball downfield more that when they now they got a quarterback who's not as afraid to throw the ball downfield it should open up are you sure i mean he was on national tv saying that he was seeing ghosts out there seeing ghosts that don't got nothing to do with adam everybody would have seen ghosts (laughs) (laughs) who who did he say he was besides blavion bell who did he have on that team Man, I know, bro. I'm just cracking jokes. Shit. So, Le'Veon Bell wasn't even on the team, but don't mention Le'Veon Bell and say besides Le'Veon Bell, like I mean, that Le'Veon is not was, up, optimistic. I mean, he was on the team, but was he? Was he on the team? Right, right. Was Sam Darnold? Why is it the guy who won Secret Dynasty League talking since he knows how to win? Because the guy who won got lucky as hell. And get out of here, Brennan. He's <laughs> 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 bringing up that shit, bro. But Damn. but back with Sam Darnold. GG's though, GG's. I think I think he's I, I like him as his ceiling as a high end quarterback too. For me, that's how I feel about Sam Darnold. He got uh he got the head coach who they say loves to throw the ball, and maybe the, the head coach got his quarterback who he feel he can put in formation and throw the ball more. So I'm optimistic about against Sam Darnold as my third quarterback in redraft, and uh, if I got him on the team in dynasty. I like him a little bit more with the Panthers. You basically say, if I got him, he fine. If I don't got him, it. he's a bum. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much what I feel like. I, I um, I, I got him, so I feel I got him, so I'm kind of hopeful. I do too. Man. He's super and, uh, cheap. He's super he got, cheap. he got, 
he got some pretty good uh, wide receivers out there. You know what I'm saying? He reconnected with Robbie Anderson. How do you feel about Robbie Anderson this year? It's a little crowded now in, in that wide receiver uh, in that wide receiver court. Robbie Anderson, um, of course, you got CMC supposed to be back in full effect. Um, he's pretty much a wide receiver out there. Uh, who else we got? DJ Moore, um, DJ and they got the rookie Terrence Marshall. So, I, so some things I looked up about DJ Moore. Um, or let's talk. Let's start with Robbie Anderson. He finished 18th last year. Uh, he had he finished 12th in targets with 90. So how do you feel? That was a lot of targets. I didn't even realize he had that many. He just didn't have no touchdowns. That was a problem. Only three for the whole year. Um, Neither. How, how do you feel? Or DJ Moore had touchdowns. Yeah, that's really that's that was the downfall. Of both of them, really, bro. Right. Like you said, they both had targets. Um, DJ Moore averaged seven and a half targets a game. Robbie, eight point three targets. Um, reception. That's a lot of targets. Yeah, yeah, they were getting targets, but they just weren't getting touchdowns, bro. Um, so I feel about the same. Like I think DJ Moore is, is top fifteen ish, and Robbie Anderson would be top twenty ish. Like that's probably where I would um, rank them at. Because if you think about it, like their targets were the same, but DJ Moore actually had more yards than him on one less game. So I think his upside is still a little better than Robbie Anderson, and um, he also had more end zone targets too. So you can. Do you think that um, DJ Moore – so DJ Moore last year, of course, b- before when he was the productive, when everybody thought he was going to break out, he played most of his uh, snaps in the slot. But last year, he played 84% of his snaps on the outside. And with Terrence Marshall coming in, who played 73% of his snaps in 2019 in the slot and 73% of his snaps in 2020 in the slot, that they keep him outside and that just like his production just continues not to go up? I, feel like he's, I, think, I think he's he's gonna be the starter in like two wide receiver sets, so they're gonna be able to move him around. Like when Terrence Marshall comes on the field, then yeah, they'll move him to the outside. But if he's you know if it's two wide receiver sets or where he needs, you know what I mean? Like if, if it's if it's just him and Robbie, then he'll be in a slot. So I, I think, think he's good enough to move around the formation and still produce. I got both of them at some wide receiver twos. I think. I feel more safe with Robbie just a, a little bit because I feel like the offensive coordinator likes to use Robbie and his whatever his, his way is, he, he know how to use Robbie. He's still trying to figure out a little bit on DJ Moore. That's how I feel like because I feel like through the game plan, Robbie was getting used right. He was catching and doing everything. DJ Moore kind of seemed out of place. You didn't know which weeks to play him. So um, that, that's where I'm at with it. I, I feel well, like. Were you happy playing Robbie Anderson like after week six? As a as a flex, he was doing. You were still I mean, the same about DJ Moore. Probably a little better. I think he was more wide receiver too. Exactly. And uh, DJ Moore did get better, but I feel like he had like explosive game. He'll have one explosive game. Uh, he it was there. He just wasn't. It wasn't no touchdowns, bro. So if you take touchdowns out of the equation. Well, put it that way. He was he was more explosive. Like he he's he had a higher A dot. He was getting more um end zone targets. Like so I think uh, you were probably a little better off playing DJ Moore than I, Robbie I, after I the think, first like four weeks. I think both of them are safe. You bring in Sam Donald who can push the ball downfield, stretch a little bit more. CMC is gonna be healthy. Um they O line is not really that good. So, you know, I see them, you know, going in with Terrence Marshall now. I see them being in a lot of shotgun, uh, three wide sets with CMC back there as a, a 
two-headed monster. You don't know if he's going to run or block or pass. So um, it's going to be a lot of targets to be had out there. So, you know, drafting these guys as your wide receiver three will be a safe move because they're definitely going to produce some wide receiver three numbers. Drafting them as two is good, too. That's why I got the wide receiver core for sure. Yeah. You feel about uh, – you want to talk about Ian Thomas or no? You kind of came out. Uh, no, I do want to spend a little more time on Terrence Marshall, though. Um, yeah, go since ahead. We're in, like, everybody's in di- dynasty mode. I think he's one of these like nice little, I guess you can call this stash plays because I don't think he's going to do too much this year. But I think he'll eventually take over Robbie Anderson's role. I don't see him as a long term solution for them. Um, so I think it's going to be him and DJ Moore in the future. And like he has the, the size for a prototypical number one receiver. He's 6'3, 205. High catch radius ran at four three eight, so he's got the speed. Also, he doesn't get mentioned a lot. He doesn't get mentioned a lot. The year when Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase was there, like he, if you look at the beginning of the season, he was producing alongside them, but he got injured. And then last year, he opted out, so he's like kind of like the forgotten man of this draft class. So he's definitely somebody that I'm higher on the most, and um, I would love to have like stash him on my dynasty roster for a year. Uh, and and he comes from wide receiver U, aka exactly. LSU. And we, you know, what I'm saying it's a lot of wide receivers that that went unmentioned just off recent. DJ DJ Shark, you know, what I'm saying everybody didn't talk about him, and I was on him. You know, he spent the year on the bench. He came back by accident. <laughs> no, 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 not by accident. You were touting Keelan Cole. You was touting Keelan Cole. But I didn't think it was his time. But when I drafted like, him, DJ Shark too. <laughs> but when I drafted him, I was knew what I was drafting. Is what okay, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I knew what I was drafted, what I drafted. I like the player that I saw. Okay, uh, hopefully CMC comes back and we don't even have to worry about any of these guys, so that'd be cool. But, yo, I mean, like you said, Mike Davis was getting a lot of targets last year. So That's what I'm saying. CMC's going to get – he probably get like one or two targets more a game, but I don't think it's going to take away – what? So he was getting like nine, ten targets a game, bro? I'm just thinking about how, how he finished as, and I'm thinking of, of CMC. I'm just talking about his 100 target person. They were pretty and much using CMC, as CMC, CMC got like 100 targets one year. So what's your yeah, I know. Like he broke down towards the end of the year, but I'm saying when he yeah. first took over, they had him in that CMC role, and it oh, wasn't yeah, really sure. affecting the target distribution. Too much. I was just about yeah. to say, when he got away. I wasn't saying it was going to affect it. I was just saying, like, just for my fantasy purposes, hopefully CMC. We already know CMC top five, top three. You know, then so how do you feel about CMC? Were you drafting a man in redraft this year? Top top five or top three. You know what I'm saying? Bro, he played what two, three games last year and he averaged like 30 fucking points, bro. I'm taking him number one, bro. Like I I still believe in Shake. If he dies, he dies, but I'm taking him number one. (laughs) I still I still I can't be mad. I still believe in Shake Quan. Uh no, I'm not taking no running back number one overall in Dynasty. If you had the number one overall pick, the first running back. I'm taking Mahomes. No, you're talking about the first. Who who the first running back that should be taken? You're saying not super flex, not super flex. I'm taking a receiver. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you know, okay, who's the right first first running back I would take? CMC, CMC, okay, all right. It's one A, one B though, man. Who's the one B? That's the question. Saquon, the God. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I said I can't be mad at Saquon. That's no, that wasn't like, his one B though. Who is your one B? It's either Saquon or somebody might take Jonathan Taylor. I can't be mad at them three. Oh, gross! If that's what I was thinking, Alvin Kamara. I mean, I mean, yeah, but 
Jonathan Taylor, is he there yet? Is he back? Is he there? Is Man, he I think there? CMC and Saquon are the like one A one B because they legit get all of their rushes right. and a lot of targets, bro. Like yeah, Kamara yeah, doesn't yeah. get a lot of rushes. Jonathan Taylor's probably not going to have a lot of targets in his career. Like he had a lot. Like he had the most. I don't know if he had the most for a rookie, but he had a lot last year. But I don't think that's what he's going to be like. What he's going to be known for? Those two guys are literally known for pass catching ability. So I think yeah. if, if Saquon is healthy, he's back to RB one. I won't be surprised, bro. I'm not. I'm not arguing please, anybody checking number one. So, so, so nobody's Dalvin Cook. Who? No, I'm just playing. Why is that? It's because he runs violently and he's always hurt or, or injuring off the field every game. Uh, we can't I, use that no more. He I had mean, a whole year healthy. Had a whole year, year, and these other two guys got injured last year. So, so, what, I mean, so why, why nobody said not, Dalvin Cook? Good. That's a that's a good good point, bro. Good point. I, he's like, I can't because like, he I is a super can't. duper stud, bro. Like that's, that's, that's everything why I, else that these other players do, he's known for that shit too. He might be <laughs> slightly under them in pass catching, but he gets targets. Like and he still is that good. That just goes to show how good they are. I would say. I think if you just draft like Dalvin Cook number one, it just looks bad on your draft board. So you don't want to be that guy. No, I don't look bad. It's just. You know, it's- yeah, it look bad if you like 101 down for cooking. Say, you like, oh, well, I take a 101 where you can just like get them at 105. You just trade back or some shit, yeah, or 103. Yeah. All right, so we got CMC top five, top three dead alive. No tight ends to mention on this team. We already mentioned the quarterback. Where do y'all, y'all haven't ranked? Where do y'all rank? Uh, Sam Don, I already said he can be, I sorry to say, he a, a, a higher end running quarterback. Back to so like fifteen to seventeen, something like that. Uh, I'd probably uh, go ahead. in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I got him ranked at twenty-one. Mm. That's a lot. I probably high. move him up some. I probably oh. move him up. I mean, yeah. You say it's high. Like I, I got yeah. Carson Wentz over him, Jared Goff, Tom Brady. I got Jared. I don't have Jared Goff. I got Jared, I had Jared Goff on him. You got Jared Goff over him for Dynasty, yeah. I Jared Goff, have Jared Goff. Better, better so far than Sam Darnold. I mean, oh Sam Darnold has literally. I mean, was, was, was Jared Goff better or was Sean McVay better? Sean McVay was better than Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Most Goff. Likely, yeah, it was that. Once we get to the NFC, once we get to wherever the All fuck. Right, baby. Detroit Lions play. Same tier, though. I mean, come on. They'll be the same Yeah, team. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still not putting them. No, nah, that's right. gross. I, I, anyway, I don't think it I, is. I think it could be gross either way, bro. Nah, <laughs> you know I, I, think, I mean, it's just really gross. They're both gross quarterbacks. Exactly. I mean. That's what I said. Yeah, same tier. It should no. be gross. Like, what, just, as long as Jameis the God is over them, then it's all matters. No, one of them has a better team than the other, so that's why I take Sam Darnold. I'm taking sure. Matt Stafford. Yeah, I have Matt Stafford at 14. We, we didn't even talk about it. We said golf. I was just saying. All right, let's get let's get to uh, let's, let's, let's get to the next team, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, aka the Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady finished seventh in uh, half point PPR leagues, second in passing attempts with six hundred and thirty six, seven three hundred plus seven three hundred plus yard touchdown games, four hundred forty touchdowns with eleven interceptions only, uh, third in end zone passing efficiency, and he still had three rushing touchdowns. Because that, that's just what Tom Brady do. The quarterback sneaks on the res on the on the one guard line. So, how do y'all feel about Tom Brady? Like, I, I'm done doubting him, man. Like, whatever, bro. I've been like, done doubting him, bro. I told I was the guy saying that he was gonna be a QB one last year, and he went there. Yeah, 
Y'all were like, oh, man, he ain't got no arm no more. Oh, man. I kind of started back. Same shit, different year, man. He's he's going to be a beast because, bro. He is by the time. The first team in history to bring back every single one of their starters after winning the Super Bowl, bro. Like, they have the same team, bro, and now they have more chemistry. Like, they're going to be a beast. But one thing I do want to mention, I mentioned this earlier in our – group chat is this might be a team that ends up being really, really good in real life, but it's going to be a headache for fantasy, bro. They had kind of a headache last year. Exactly. And I mean, and, but we had gone into the offseason. It was like, well, is AB going to be there still? Is Godwin going to leave? Is Fournette going to get a contract? They brought back everybody, bro. So, and then you add the fact that they have a great defense. So they're not going to be pay, playing from behind and having to throw to keep up. Like, so it's just, I feel like they're going to have a whole bunch of, besides quarterback, they're going to have a whole bunch of RB2 slash threes and a whole bunch of wide receiver twos and threes, bro. And tight ends also. Mm. How you guys yeah. feel about that? Uh, I'm I, feel like I don't want no part of the Buccaneers running uh, backfield like I didn't want any part of it last year. So I'm Running back, definitely. On that. Definitely. Um, because, Mike, like, during the season – Rojo, majority of the time, was getting most of the opportunities. And then in the playoffs, they, he just flipped it. And Fournette was it was was getting all the opportunities. Oh, yeah, plenty. Like, we just don't know how that's going to be. It's going to be a headache again this year. So, running backs, I'm not valuing any more than flex plays. Yeah, I'm not targeting their backfield at all. They, what they have, uh, Gio from Cincinnati came down. And they still got Keyshawn Vaughn, who the head coach still says don't write him off. Now, now I want I do want to talk about Keyshawn Vaughn. This is a guy you need to store and keep on your roster because all their running backs are basically going next year, right? Lenny only got a one year deal, right? And yeah. Rojo hasn't been really resigned or anything, so you know it's it's a clear way for Rojo Keyshawn. gonna be the first one out of that one. You know he fed up, bro. Right. <laughs> He's like, God yeah. damn, bro. I'm killing me, bro. So Keyshawn Vaughn is somebody to look out for. You can go get he can be half for cheap. He has been some afterthought. Nobody has talked about him, but in Dynasty, Keyshawn Vaughn is a guy you should go see how cheap you can get him maybe for a third, because in a year or two he's gonna be relevant. Cause I remember hearing this guy right here, Carlos. Um, he kept uh beating the drum on Rojo. Watch out for Rojo. Watch out for you, Rojo, year after year. And then finally his time came. And what was he, a running back, what, one this year? Did he make it to one? Or he, nah, he averaged 15, uh, 12, 12, 12.6 points per game. So that's still running deep. back, though. Yeah. So he was running back, too, after all this time. So, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn is something to watch out for in Dynasty. So that's one player I would draft late in Dynasty or try to drive trade a little third or fourth four if you can get them for cheap but um in redraft i am not buying in on this backfield but uh I, I'm, I'm a little different on the wide receivers uh mike evans i wouldn't draft him as high as uh people drafted him last year in redraft but i still think mike evans is going to be the wide receiver one guy he's the number one red option red zone option every time tom brady got in the red zone he did damn near at least one time he called the quick slant. And Evan yeah. was, Evan's big body would just beat the guy on a quick slant at Tom Brady on a dime and his touchdown. So that's going to be rematching. Same thing going on next year. So I, I feel confident in saying Evans 
is a, a wide receiver one, then come in Godwin with the wide receiver two. If he healthy and play all the year, he can even flirt with the wide. I'm just keeping him as a wide receiver two. He'll need some more touchdown deodorant to get a wide receiver one. Um, AB, I'm keeping safe in that wide receiver four to three range. And Tyler Johnson is uh, somebody to watch out in Dynasty. Um, once AB is gone, it's going to be Tyler Johnson's season, breakout season. So you said that you're keeping AB as like in a wide receiver four range. Three to four. Three, okay, three to four range. His numbers look very, very similar to Godwin, definitely, bro. They were set, uh, since he joined the team in week uh, week nine throughout the, through the Super Bowl. Godwin seven targets, AB six point seven targets. Godwin had four point six receptions a game to AB's four point eight. Both had the same amount of touchdowns. And now you add the fact that he has a whole offseason to work with them. And you know what I mean? Like, AB is no bum. Like, we know what AB could be when he is AB. So that's why I feel like I just don't feel like taking shots on any of these, these skill position players. Evans, I think, might be the only one I would take a shot on because, like, his targets was seven a game, 4.2 receptions a game. But his difference is what separates him. He has the highest A dot at 15. So he has a bigger chance at big plays. And he had, like you said, the most end zone targets. So I think his ceiling is the highest, but their floors are all going to be around that wide receiver three range, bro, like any given not, week. Not just the most end zone targets, but top three in red zone targets. He had yes. 40, 40 plus. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. He's, but what has you said, I don't really know the ADP off the, at the top of my head, but at the ADP, you're drafting AB. AB over Godwin in redraft, in redraft. I'm not – I'm honestly, I wouldn't. I'm just saying how I think it's going to shake up I'm this not. year, bro. When when God – because Godwin was not the healthiest with his fingers. He wasn't. He wasn't. So, but I took you know, the games that they played. Like, I did it per game. Even so. when he played, he, he was still – his hand so you was got – you got Godwin that was injured, and you got A.B. who was out of football right, for right. over a year. So, they both have, just, like, just, negatives. They paid this guy 14 of them guys. Yeah, he's the future, yeah. definitely. He's the future. So but we got to think about real life, bro. Like, they're not going to be like, yo, we got to give him more. Like, we got to force feed him over AB because, you know, we paid him more. Like, Tom Brady going to throw to the open man. And we know AB is going to be open a lot out there, too. So I just I, think it's going to be up and down. It's going to be a headache, bro. It's going to be a headache. So I, sure. I got AB. I think I got AB, man. You can sell me on that. Just like, for value. Just for yeah. value, I would take him over Godwin. This you, year. Might, you might be on to a little something. Last year, um, they were uh, second. The offense was second in fantasy points, but as far as plays run, they were 23rd and seven in yards, uh, second in pass yards, and six in pass attempts. You know, that's why I feel like there's a lot to go around them. Um, they were second in pass TDs. So, you know, as long as they keep that script where they're going to pass more in the red zone than run, they, they, you know, they could be safe. That's the only thing that's going to predicate if they get a lot of pass TDs over rushing TDs. Um, that's what I think is going to um, end on for a lot of these guys on this. Even team. that's kind of split down the middle too, bro. Like Rojo got ten carries inside the f- five, nine for Fournette, and then you take end zone targets with. Uh, he had ten end zone targets, Evan, and I didn't get the. Well, I think Godwin and AB had six end zone targets apiece. So even when they get to the end zone, bro, and that is a that's a great offense, bro. You don't know how to defend against that, bro. But for fantasy, bro, it's gonna be a headache. 
I, I can dig it. It definitely is. So Mike Evans is the clear cut guy. That's what, yeah. I think he has that and over then, the rest of the game. Are you trading him though? I'm trying to trade him in Dynasty a little bit, low key. Not this year. If you like I can get for him. Not this year. Not this year. If you winning. All right, I think he's a old, you should be you can sell him if he's a if you're rebuilding. Right. But and, like I think like you like you mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn also. I think Tyler Johnson's in that same boat. Th- yeah, he's the guy he's gonna gonna fill that A B role most likely when they move on for him. And he showed flashes like Keyshawn Vaughn didn't really show I know you you know you really only need touches f- to be relevant. So he didn't get that, but Tyler Johnson, you know, he he did actually show flashes last year. So that's somebody I'm definitely looking to add in to trades or try to get cheap, you know, just just a stash. Uh, yeah, um, I, I love Johnson. And, and, talk- and bring me a little bit about Gronk too. Y'all didn't talk about Gronk. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and talk about Gronk versus OJ Howard, man. Do you feel like OJ Howard, since he was he'd be back healthy, presumably this year? Um, do, do he has a chance to beat out Gronk or will they run more two tight end sets? What do you think was gonna happen out there with that? I think that it's going to be kind of the same situation as it is for the receivers, bro. Um, we only had a four-week sample size, so we don't know if this will hold true, but we do know that Gronk is is old now, and O.J. Howard is still good when he's healthy. Um, he had um, more targets. He had an average of target more than Gronk per game in those four weeks, uh, more receptions, more yards. They had about the same. They had two end zone targets, so they both were used about the same in the end zone. I think that equates to not really wanting either one of those guys because they're just going to cannibalize each other. So, uh, you know, you just got to – they're good players to hold, I feel like, but just in case the injury does happen because it'll be a, more, a little more clear cut if, you know, like a Fournette gets injured or uh, Ed, Evans, God forbid, any of these players get God injured. God forbid. But, come on, come on, come yeah, on. God forbid any of this happens. But, you know, they become studs, like, if they get, you know, more – like a clear path to more opportunities. But as of now, bro, they're all in that tight end two, receiver two, wide receiver two, running back two. I, I, range. I like Grunk as a as as one of them late round stash get guys because uh just watching Bucks play last year, they actually drew up plays for Grunk. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like three at least three a game where they would drop if it wasn't a screen or something. Or, you know, they drew up a play for Grunk to get wide open. So, you know, that's one thing I do like about Grunk potential moving forward. So, um, yeah, it's, it's more of a late-round stash tight end guy for me. Hey, Tony, I want me to tell you about the uh, the sleeper wide receiver. Not Scotty Miller, please. No, he, got, he, found another one. he found another one, same team, another, another one. Oh, His name that's is Jalen Jalen Darden from uh, out of North Texas. Uh, okay. The 50th players got drafted this year as a coveted vertical slot wide receiver set, says Tony. You know, hey, you know somebody's a sleeper when somebody asks who they play for. <laughs> <laughs> who they play for? <laughs> who that? <laughs> I mean, he could be somebody to watch out. Yeah, for. yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, hey, I'm I, value, I value Tony O's opinion on on sleepers, bro. Like he, I remember he was the first on Stefan Diggs, for example. And while like, he definitely took a step back last year with the Scotty Miller bullshit, I ain't gonna. No, and <laughs> he went on the Waller train, Antonio Gibson, and you know that's what I'm saying. He has a lot of hits. He does he have. Spoke up a lot about Tyler Johnson before I got to see him on the Bucks, and once I seen him play on the Bucks, I was like, oh, let me grab some Tyler Johnson shares. 
So, you know, when you speak a name, I go check him out. I ain't go cap. So I'm going to have to keep an eye out for this uh, guy. Because uh, in a couple of years, we don't know what the Buccaneers are going to be. Are they going to keep Mike Evans? Mike Evans could be going. It could be Godwin's and the Temptations. So, you know, yeah, it's something to watch out for. What? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he, just slipped in a, he just slipped in a funny. <laughs> just made a funny. <laughs> All right, bro. That's I think that covers the bucks. That's what she said. Um they about to, hey, they, about to they about to repeat, bro. Hey, what are you talking Yikes. about? No, bro, what, bro? Are you, fantasy, are you a fantasy analyst or NFL analyst? Like, which one are you? Nah, bro. I'm saying so. So if you went to the bet and to the casino. I'm not a better. You are better. You, you, was, you was hype as hell when you hit that parlay last year, Gabe. What you talking about, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, he was, hey, you thought you was an expert after you hit that shit, bro. You're like, well, I got this shit, bro. <laughs> I ain't getting nothing now. one nothing after that. <laughs> but I was to everybody, bro, I swear. Man, let's get to the, the worst team in the division. You know what I'm saying? We say the worst for last, of course. Uh... That team that plays over there, um, they got a new backheads. They got a new fucking uh, quarterback, um, but I like him a lot, man. Um, I'm all for black quarterbacks. Jameis Winston. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow your roll there. I was <laughs> just about to say. Slow your roll there. We they don't come know who's quarterback like, yet, bro. <laughs> yeah, they might start Taysom Hill, or they might even start Ian Brook because he is like a combination, like a poor man's Winston and a poor man's Hill. He he might be a little bit better as a runner than Taysom Hill. So okay, now you're getting a little out of hand. They're not starting think... Ian Brook this year. Not this year. Not this <laughs> year. You're a little too deep there. <laughs> there, old buddy, old pal. Let's focus on the task at hand. Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston. Jameis with the eyes. Jameis with the eye surgery, Winston. Like, let, let, let's not 2020, 2020, Winston. Winston. He's stupid. James with the eye surgery, Winston, bro. I got I James think that's, Winston. yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna the, like affect brother skill players. We've, we've seen it mm-hmm. last year when everybody thought James Winston was gonna take over, and it was Taysom Hill, and they still did good as a team, but he was not like Kamara was just a regular running back. He wasn't Kamara, bro. I think he, Probably had like two or three targets, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I, so I, 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 I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it right I look at this. I, I got it. I okay. got it. All right. So in the twelve games with Drew Brees as a starting quarterback, he had ninety-three targets, number one, uh, seventy-five. Also, number uh, seventy-five catches, number one, six hundred seventy-five yards, number one, four receiving touchdowns, tied for second uh, with twelve. Uh, red zone targets week 10 through 14 without Drew Brees. He had 67 targets, number one, 55 receptions, number one, 569 yards, also number one, and fourth uh, receiving touchdowns tied for number one and nine red zone targets tied for fourth. So I I, I remember like last year people talking about how Alvin Kamara, like, oh man, Drew Brees left. Alvin Kamara is not that good. But then when I looked at the stats, I'm like, unless he did all of that against the Falcons. You know what I'm saying, but he did have a pretty good game against the Falcons. I do remember. I did remember that. Um, he, what, so he hold on. What were the four weeks? What were the four weeks that Taysom Hill took 14. over? Ten through fourteen. Yeah, so he only had. So that last week, so that last week he had ten, but you the games before that he had three, two, and one. Like yeah. he, that, that was the lowest stretch out of the whole out of his whole career. I want to say, bro, like you, you're looking at eight, nine, fourteen. 
10, 8, 13, 6, 8, bro. Like they 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 did make it their mission to feed him towards the end, but like I just don't think that he's gonna be. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna doubt Sean Payton. Just on paper, I don't want Taysom Hill starting for my skill players. If I have the Man. Michael Thomases, the Camara, I don't want the that guy starting it. I want Jameis Winston starting yeah, I'm still drafting, bro, because I trust I, I trust Sean him. Payton, bro. I, I do try. I probably wouldn't draft him as high as I would if I knew Jameis Winston was a starter, but I'm still trusting their skill players. I'm trusting Sean Payton, bro. Another question. So they just count, you know what I'm saying? Anytime I draft Saints players, that Saints players usually sorry, right? But so yeah. I didn't draft Jameis Winston, but I have you a just lot have Jameis Winston. <laughs> so is it still in effect or what? That might that might it might be on That's a signal. You can't draft them. You gotta you gotta like you hit me up like hey bro, draft Michael Thomas, right? And then yeah, sure. I'll draft this person and we'll make a trade after the draft. For sure. Bro, that could bro, that could work, bro. I'm if Jameis have a bro, good bro, year, because you remember I was Jameis' <laughs> biggest fan. You know what I'm saying? He went 30 for 30. Yeah. And I was me too. Me fan. too. Me too. He won me a, my my first in uh my first fantasy championship. So I would never and then he came out with the LASIK surgery. What y'all gonna do about that? My first my first fantasy championship against beating Carlos. Let me let me mention that. I forgot it. I almost forgot who I beat. But hey, bro, anyway, you know, whatever. It happens, man. Happens. I am number one. It, 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 how'd you how'd you follow that up next year? Did you did you defend your your title Michael like a true champ? This did not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Thomas didn't play most of the year, um, but you know what I'm saying he did come out as the new Slantzilla, Slant Slantopia, Slant um, Slantaconocopia. But with Jameis here, don't that open up everything for Michael Thomas and the whole team? You know, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's just unfortunate right now. We didn't really get to see Jameis play a couple games, so we can get something to gauge off of. You know, and and I think the biggest question with Jameis taking over, we feel like it's going to unlock Michael Thomas, um, uh, tour whoever that wide receiver. Receiver two guy is going to have a little bit more upside because James is going to throw the, you know, they're more so speedy guys and James is going to throw the ball far to them. Unlike Brady, um, we're just more so worried if James is going to dump the Breeze. ball. Primera. You know, that's, that's the question. It's James. You is said like Brady. I said like Breeze because anytime y'all would stop the podcast and like, oh, yeah, make my the whole bad. thing about me making the name, so I'm going to let you slide. Not like Brady, like, like, like Breeze in the wind. But yeah. There we go. But uh, the question is, are these quarterbacks are going to dump the bot off to Kamara? That's the only question that we're worried about. That's what I feel like. That's the only difference. I feel like uh, if James start upside to everybody, it's still a little question mark on Kamara. That's it. That's the that's the major question to me at the end of the day. So you mentioned um, the wide receiver, too. Who is that going to be out there? Um, pretty much it's, it's only Traquan Smith that's out there right now. Don't forget now. about Lil' Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> they, bro, they, they, on the death chart, they got Lil. His name is Lil Jordan. Spell it, bro. Hold on, bro. Stop. Oh, I got like it. His name is not Lil Jordan, bro. Is he black? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not showing it, bro. Look at the look under. Look under Traquan Smith. Is Lil Jordan on sleeper, bro? It's Lil Jordan Humphrey, bro. That is my sleeper pick, bro. With a name like that, bro, you gotta, bro, you gotta break up, bro. Definitely, but nah, but all jokes aside though, bro, 
it's it's Traquan's time now or never, bro. I don't I don't see him being you know <laughs> you you decide. <laughs> That boy named Lil Jordan, bro. <laughs> Lil, Lil, hey, Lil Jordan. Hey, he looked like Lil Jordan too, <laughs> but I over the picture, he looked like Lil Jordan. Hey, oh yeah. man, he like Lil Jordan. Now I gotta click on the picture. Now I gotta click on the picture now. Look like I looked up some stats, man. I can't believe in Trey Quan, man. I looked up some stats, you know what I'm saying? And I I know how we always want to want to hold out hope for these players, but last year, you know what I'm saying, he should have did a lot with um Mike Thomas being out. We saw him with Mike Thomas out. So the only other pass option there was Emmanuel Sanders. And you know what I'm saying? Much as I do hate Drew Brees, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um with yeah. Michael Thomas p- only playing seven games and him playing 14, him as in Draquan Smith, Michael Thomas still managed to out target him by six targets. Uh he had 448 yards compared to Michael Thomas's 430. Eight, which is only like uh, well, 448, yeah, only 10 yards more than Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders, who is a little bit over his heel, coming off an ACL injury, had 663. He did catch four touchdowns, all of them coming in the end zone, though, off of 10 targets. So, you know what I'm saying? That, that deep field threat, that that wide receiver two presence that you're looking for in Traquan Smith, I just don't think he's there, bro. And I feel like everybody like holding out hope for him because we think the Saints have such an explosive offense, but they've showed us just in, you know, Traquan Smith has not not been there. It's not like he's a rookie or it's not like we don't know he exists. Remember that guy that came in? I can't even remember his name, but Tonio just happened to pick him up. Yes. He picked him up in the playoffs and he everybody thought it was Traquan Smith's turn. And then Marquez Cowboy came out there and out targeted him. It seemed like everybody they bring in will out target Traquan Smith. He's out Traquan. He's um, I, they don't believe in him or he's not that good. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's gonna be the number two target. I don't even think that's up for concern because I'm counting all the skill positions. So you got Michael Thomas mm-hmm. and you know Alvin Kamara gonna be there. So in years past, you had Emmanuel Sanders versus Jared Cook. Now, mm-hmm. Max Sanders is there, so you take. I think it's between Marquez Calloway, Trey Quan, and if Adam Troutman becomes a thing, that's what I think is is going to be the. If you can get that right, you'll have a valuable player. But I just I don't think any any of them has. I think Calloway showed us one game last year. He got a lot of targets. I think he had like ten targets that game. It was yeah, no Michael Thomas there though, and then you had Trey Quan Smith who has flashed like it was very little, but he's flashed like. Well, both his year, I think he's coming to, coming into his third year. I want to say this year. So, mm-hmm. I your guess is as good as mine, bro. Is who's going to be that third target? Because you know they, somebody's going to step up and be that third target. Let's uh, try none of them for for five hundred. Uh, it's got to be somebody, bro. It's always been a a, a clear th- like a, a valuable third target. That was Jared Cook last year. Some games it was Emmanuel Sanders, but without them two there. Who's going to be that third target this year? Man, it's I'll put it like this. I'm buying a lot of teams' second wide receiver before I'm buying the Saints' second wide receiver. You know, Chanel. So, Ever Kamara? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple guys. Even Kamara, but I, I kind of want to take Kamara like the sixth, seventh, running back off the board maybe. You know, I'd be more comfortable taking him right around in that area. Um uh, Michael Thomas, I can take him right. I feel comfortable around the fifth or sixth wide receiver, you know, taking out the board. If if Jameis Winston is starting, I feel comfortable taking Michael Thomas with the sixth wide receiver coming out the board. 
Jameis, I'm just so that's waiting. very good that I got him in the fourth round of that startup, then, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, that I was pretty good. Because he, he, he yeah. got, you know, I don't like got, him though, but it's cool. just, I just think Mike Evans, you know, you know, Jameis know what to do with a guy of his stature. So I feel comfortable okay. with uh, Mike Evans. Oh, wow. that was crazy. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Uh, you can get Jameis late around the town when you're trying to draft. Hey, yo. You know, so I, I oh, take you said you get Jameis. I think he's going to be uh, and he's going to be available, you know, right around where. Yeah, that, is yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, I rather true. and I rather and I rather take Jameis because he has more upside. So um, it's a fantasy relevancy on this team and that I feel comfortable with uh, drafting, especially with their ADP is probably going to drop and they're going to be able to outplay their ADP. So, yeah, I, those are basically the only three players. And uh, Troutman is somebody that I'm targeting in um, Dynasty more so than Redraft next year. They say this guy, PPF, got him as the top, what, fifth-ranked blocking tight end. So you know he's Number gonna, one. Yeah, so you know he's going to be on the field. And, you know, now Cook is gone. And he's the only tight end target. You know, mm-hmm. Jameis is not known for targeting the tight ends. That's the only thing that kind of scares me. But Unless if his name is Cameron Brait. If he's the second target, if he's the second best uh, wide receiver option on the field, is Troutman is somebody to watch out for, especially um, over um, guys like Traymond Smith and, and, and Callaway because he, he has a little draft capital. Troutman is the guy to – Watch out for out there. Yeah. Dynasty, Dynasty stash, I'm all for it as like my tight end four, maybe three, four. If I'm like got like studs at the one, two spots, I, I wouldn't mind taking them as a shot as my tight end three. But we know how, how cluster fuck that my, the tight end like group is, bro. So I don't think he provides any like factors that tells me he's going to be the elite tight end, yeah, bro. Even in Dynasty, even in Dynasty, I just don't see him carving out a spot in that top five, bro. I don't, I don't think he's... You got to be... You got you to differentiate, differentiate somehow, bro. And you're not top five, but... You even if he just five. gets volume, he's going to be in that tight end six but range. Tell, like me, Hunter tell, Henry me tight end, tell me a tight end Sean Payton haven't had that he haven't used. Cal Pitts. That he hasn't used, like Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. He, he won. He, he won no. Uh, he won no Jared Cook, and he won. Um, what's he the was like a first guy? round draft pick. But he he must have been a bust. What was the red head? Oh, <laughs> well, oh. uh, that wouldn't play with the Seahawks. Uh, red Jimmy guy. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was so, so, so when he have a so when he but he was athletic like, as fuck though. That's what I'm saying. He's got to be some type of out here is like, and he had a little draft. Bro, his name is not Cal Pitts. It don't matter. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't see him, especially not this year. I don't see him. No, no, no. But even in the future, I think his ceiling is gonna be like tight ends, like seven, bro. Like, would you be tight end number seven to finish? I mean, that's that's good when you talk. Okay. Yeah, you. It's just like yeah, you know what I mean. There's twelve guys in the league, bro. If you got the seven out of twelve, you good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't have top three. Everybody can't have Kelsey Pitts. But you want those guys that has a shot at it, though, bro. You, you probably want those him, Kyle Pitts or those Darren mm-hmm. Wallers, whenever you know they provide right. that they have that profile as a superstar. But bro. I don't you think paying, he has a profile. 
you paying the ADP for these guys, but yeah, they're free. Man, so that's what I'm saying. I don't mind having them. Like, you don't have to pay a draft pick equity. So you're getting a, a high wide receiver two or whatever on your team at that draft position or even a one, and then you're getting a free out of Adam who came in and gave you tight end seven numbers that you didn't spend no draft capital on. That's 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 what I feel like. That's what I try to do with my team. giving no tight end seven numbers. I just I know, I know. I, know. I said that's, that's a normal. ceiling. That's what that's his ceiling three years from now. I, I was <laughs> say right I mean? now. I don't even think that's no, it's just that now. I'm not getting excited about it. I'm just Fact. not getting excited you got about it. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Cal Pitts, Cal Pitts, uh Henry Hawkinson, Herb Smith. Nah, Henry, nah, Jonu. Hold on. No, 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 no. I don't know about those guys. Remember? No, no. You I got Henry. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, Jonu. Right. Well, I, got, Hooper. I got Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Pitts, Hawkinson, Fant, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki, Evan Ingram, Jonu Smith. Like it's a lot of tight ends, and even and even those last like six tight ends I named, bro, they're never gonna be like top five right. most likely either, bro. Like, so Adam Chapman ain't it, bro. Yeah. I, I'm cool with tight end too. No, I'm just saying it's just somebody to watch out for. Yeah, that boy gonna get that. My father. I wasn't saying I wasn't saying he gonna be the star. You know, the next coming. I was just saying. Then again, you, then again, you shitting on. On Gabe for bringing up uh, what's what's dude's name that went to the Bengals who's gonna be the fourth uh, option out there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we, we can shit on you for talking about him, Trauma. <laughs> Man, Trauma got draft equity. Thad Moss is a pickup. Thad Moss got an athletic profile though, bro. Like Man, he's a physically out. more gifted player. I'll Bruh. take I'll take him that is Moss over somebody named Trump. <laughs> I tell you, if Joe Burrow right, right. won this quarterback in college, he won't be a Bengals. Well, it it was he was his quarterback. Yeah, now he's his quarterback in the NFL too. Be clear who his daddy is, bro. Be clear who that who that man daddy is. <laughs> Facts, respect that. All right, man. Let's get out of here, man. Hey, yo, I just said who that man daddy is. Pause. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Hey, um, yo. <laughs> Who that bad daddy is? What the fuck, bro? Yeah, it's time to go, bro. <laughs> My man. All right, so just to, <laughs> anyway. just to finish the last question, and it's NFC South. Who's going to have the Falcons? The Falcons. Julio Jones. No, nah, who's going to have a, really. a high efficient? Cal Pitts. Matt Ryan. Right. Can I finish David Ruffin? Damn, you got your time? Shit. <laughs> All yeah. right. Who's going to be the most efficient or who's going to have the most fantasy points offensively in this uh, uh, in this conference? Falcons. Falcons. Uh, Saints. Bucks. Panthers. Um, I got to go Falcons. Bucks. Saints stand Panthers. I think the I think the Bucks have the best defense, so that's gonna let me I feel you, but points for needing needing to score a lot of points. Two of the top five uh, running backs are on the is that how you feel like all right, all right? Now last question. Rank the teams in the NFC South. Falcons. Real life? Yeah, Falcons. Real life. Damn. Falcons. I'm going Falcons. Bucks, Falcons, Saints, Panthers. 
Die I'm line, going. die line, die line, die line. Sorry, I'm, sorry, Falcons. Uh, I'm being realistic here. Yeah, I'm going Bucks, interchangeable with the Falcons and the Saints, and then Panthers. Nah, fuck the fuck that interchangeable shit. Who you picking number two? Nigga, <laughs> you can't say that. Uh, <laughs> interchangeable. Uh, That's like saying, bro. So if the if the Saints win more games than the Falcons, then they're gonna be number two. But if the Falcons win more games, then they're gonna be number two. <laughs> no, bro. Who's gonna be number two? Who <laughs> the Falcons, bro? Falcons. All right. And then the Saints, Panthers, so the same thing as me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we all this a consensus? Falcons, 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 Falcons. All right, man. Peace. Dialogue. 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 Peace. We're gonna be back, man. We out. Yeah.